0: hello hello you guys welcome back to best self radio i'm your host Haley james thank you for joining me for another week on the podcast today we're going to be talking all about how to build a healthy relationship with food i am so excited to share this topic with you guys because this is something that i dealt with and struggled with all through my preteen teenage and 20s and i really have a lot of knowledge to share with you guys and a lot of wisdom on this topic definitely a lot of it was learned the hard way and i'm hoping to help you guys if you're in that position now to help you guide you out of it and even i will say like even if you feel like you have a pretty decent relationship with food but you go out to eat and you you know feel guilty for eating something that's like you know qualified as like a fun food or whatever I'm even talking about that like let's get rid of any guilt shame that we have around any type of food that we put in and consume in in our bodies so I'm excited to talk about that today you guys but before we get into the main topic I just wanted to share a little bit of update with you guys and be vulnerable on this podcast which I always am And yes, I do want to share things that I've been doing to be the best version of myself, but I also do just want to be really raw with you guys that this past week and dealing with a herniated slip disc, we're not really sure exactly, but that's what it seems to be. All of the people that have looked at me like Kairos and my doctor, that's what we're kind of thinking, although we do need to get an MRI, but it's been Dark. Like I'm just gonna say that it's been a really, really tough week for me. I think the first week was challenging, and then we had like a week or two that was just a little bit better. Like I was just, you know, I shared an episode on here, you guys, of just being shifting my perspective and doing a lot of mindset work, which I'm still doing, honestly. If I didn't do it, I don't know where I would be. Um, I have to really, I have to really center myself every single morning, which is what I'm gonna share what I'm doing to be the best version of myself because I think that will be helpful with you guys. But I am just saying that. It has been an absolute struggle. So if you are dealing with anything like, you know, chronic pain or any type of illness, disease, or even just if you're going through a trying time in your life, I feel you and I am here with you um, energetically because man, it's tough. It's draining. I feel like every day I'm like running a marathon and hardly doing anything, right? I'm just getting by so i just wanted to share that with you guys i'm always very vulnerable on here and sometimes i do feel like a little bit of a fraud like showing up on instagram but at the end of the day like it is yes i'm my brand my business so I do need to do that, right? Like if it, if if Instagram was just something I did for fun, then I wouldn't, but it's not, right? That's part of my business. So I have to continue to show up for work, right? So that's why I'm here. I just like to share with you guys that things have been challenging for me over this past week. And then again, especially over the last, it's been almost a month, which is insane. And yeah, every day is different. Like I really don't know kind of what what the day is gonna bring when I wake up. If it's gonna be, you know, a level ten hard or if it's just gonna be a level eight. But, but they're all above a level seven for sure. Um, but anyways, what you what I've been doing, you guys, to be the best version of myself this week is a 20, 20 20 method in the morning so this is where i read for 20 minutes and i've been reading happy days but any kind of book that's like self-development spirituality that just helps me mentally right like helps shift my perspective, be grateful, like reflect on things, like any type of book like that. Um, but Happy Days by Gabrielle Bernstein is absolutely amazing. I highly recommend it. Um, it's a trauma book that she, you know, talks about and the things that she's done to help and gives you lots of resources and tools and that. And I just find it so amazing, super helpful. So, but any book that's like kind of spiritual self-development, reading that for 20 minutes, then journaling for 20 minutes. So this is where I like really just free write anything that's coming up. And especially during this time, as I said, like with my back, like I have a lot of anger. I have a lot of shame. I have a lot of sadness, right? Every single day that I need to process. So this just really allows me to dump it out all onto a page. So it's not just continuing to circulate within me and that's been really helpful like full-on free right I'll just set a timer and then the last 20 minutes is meditation so I find that meditation at the end of the journaling is always the best because you've kind of gotten all the thoughts out so sometimes when we try to meditate without that especially if we're newer to it then we're just kind of meditating white quotations on those on those thoughts that we have but we don't really any get resolved right because when the journaling's happening, that's kind of a lot more negative. Like I usually do kind of spin into a bit more positive at the end, but it definitely starts negative. So I find that with the meditation, it's nice to already have worked through that in journaling. And then when you drop into the meditation, you're able to, really, and I've been doing a lot of visualization meditations where I'm like running through the field without pain, right? Um, Where I'm in, you know, my ideal house, making my ideal money, like all of the things that, you know, I'm trying to or working towards in my business and my life and really visualizing that. But also obviously with this back pain, like visualizing myself, being happy, being able to run, being able to jump, being able to lift, being able to carry a baby healthy, like all of this kind of stuff that is important to me in the next few years. So that's something that I've been doing, you guys, and I do it every single day. Even if I have early clients and I can't do it in the morning, then I, as soon as I come back to my house, I do that before getting into like the next phase of work. And the other thing, again, is just continuing to practice. Um, just continuing to practice um, compassion. That's the word. Compassion for myself, really. Try not to be too hard on myself again, it's hard, but just really practicing that, and this morning this morning practice 2020 has been very helpful to do that. But without further ado, you guys, let's jump into the topic. I'm so excited to talk about this today. I'm not gonna share too much of my story. I've shared it on the podcast before, but I really just wanna get down to the point. But I have struggled with multiple eating disorders, disordered eating, lots of yo-yo dieting, fear, fear around food, chronic gut health issues, and like uh, restrictive dieting, again, since I was in my preteens, teenagers, and 20s. So I do have quite an extensive background of a poor relationship with food, you guys. And when I was 28, I just said no more. I was so sick and tired of living this way, of being ruled by food. And if you're someone who has struggled with your relationship with food, body, or struggled with any of those things that I mentioned too, you know how it's all-consuming. It it really, really can, can totally consume you. I know that in my early, early part of moving through this. I had a lot of guilt around how I allowed so many holidays and wonderful memories to be taken over by my poor relationship with food and that that was what I was hyper focused and fixated on and I missed out on the joy of those moments, right? So I just said like no more and if you're there with me or even like again if your day-to-day is pretty fine around food but then when you do go on a vacation where there is holiday and you have that fear that guilt that shame come up i want you to know that it is so possible for you not to have that and that is truly a healthy relationship with food like i know when i talk to you know like my my partner or just my brother like people that have never had an issue with food it's just like it's so refreshing you're like wow like this can be my reality, and I know that that was helpful for me going through this. Where it's like, oh wow, as a human, <laughs> we, this doesn't need to be our experience, right? So, my first um, tip, or not tip—I don't know what to call it—my my first, um, my first principle that I want to talk about is bringing awareness to it. So. I think that's important for anything you guys is being aware of the issue, right? Being aware that this is a problem for you because if we don't bring that awareness to it, then again, we can just continue to sweep it under the rug year after year. We don't know until we know, right? So once we've brought awareness to this, That we know that it's something that is bugging us that's something that is happening to us that's such a powerful first step because for years i lived in denial and i thought that oh like i'm just super healthy right or i'm not don't want to put garbage in my body or you know blah 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 right like you can come up with a million excuses but you're just you're just in you're just living in denial so bringing awareness and this really like facing your truth is such a powerful one and that was the first thing for me along with being honest with people closest to you so telling your loved ones now if you don't have anyone close like this is where you know send me a dm right or reach out to a therapist or something like that but telling people in your circle your closeness circle a mom a partner a sister anybody that you have and again if not uh, maybe a close friend or reaching out to someone that you have a relationship with on Instagram or, again, a paid professional if you're able to do that. Being honest with people, again, is that next level of now you're self-aware. Let's bring that awareness to other people in your life. And this was huge for me because again, this stuff is so easily to hide, like you can hide behind this so easily. And unless you have been through this yourself, like you have been through the disordered eating, you have been through the fear of food and all of the issues around food, you have no idea. Like I know I'm pretty good at spotting when someone has a not so great relationship with food because I've been there, right? But so many of us haven't been there and they don't know, right? Most people when I, came like came forward and said I was struggling with stuff. they didn't know even though these are people I saw pretty much on a daily basis. So it's stuff you can hide really quickly or easily rather, but being honest with other people around you, again, just shines a strong light on it and it's kind of like you have no option but healing, right? So number three is identifying your triggers. So what underlying emotions come up once we're triggered by something, right? So this is super important for like habit formation and for resolving anything that's underlying and just driving us to do something in a way that that is not, that is something we don't want to be doing, right? So um, identifying these triggers is super important. So is it when, you know, something that someone says, right? Um, you know, like, oh, you're going to finish that or... Um, Oh, you've had that's your second helping or something right there's all these comments around food that especially if you're with an elder gener older generation they don't even know that that's like Meh, maybe we won't want to say that like we don't need to comment on people's food and bodies all the time but an older generation like that's just not something they're really super aware of and tuned into yet so you have to be aware that that bothers you and maybe why right look under why now of course i wish that we could not have people comment in bodies and the food But at the same time, it does allow us to understand what is triggering us and then what emotion comes up from that trigger, right? So I know for me, a huge trigger was when people would comment on how much I ate, Um, how little I ate, right? I know a lot of people will like comment like, oh, you're having the salad, right? (laughs) Like, Like eating healthy is a crime, right? I know there's so much delusion around all of this, but you're not gonna change anyone else, right? Which is kind of actually the fourth one here I'm just gonna put in right there you have to take ownership for all of this. And in in what I mean by that is you're not gonna change anyone else's minds or beliefs, but you get to change your own and then you get to bring awareness, get curious, put yourself under that microscope and say, okay, why is this triggering me? Why am I, what, what emotion is coming up and what can I do to move forward with this, right? So that's where I'm gonna kind of, throw in some things that you can do here at the end when you get those triggers, but start writing those down, right? Again, bring awareness to those triggers and to what emotions come up. This is gonna start piecing those puzzles, that spider web together for you, so where you can get full resolve. Um, Number four is being mindful, but also being mindful, especially at mealtimes. So just our simple ability to, I talk about digestive hygiene all the time, where we're distraction-free, where we're planning, you know, 20 minutes to eat, we're not watching things, we're not distracted, we're just really being mindful and present with our food, this is also very powerful for us building a healthy relationship with food. Because again, we can't distract, right? We can't get away from the situation and we might have to sit with maybe some uncomfortable stuff feelings and emotions that come up but just being mindful you're also going to start tapping into more of your hunger hormones right when you are full when you are hungry instead of like if you're like me and who came out of so many restrictive diets like never allowing myself to eat when i am hungry never allowing myself to eat when i wanted all of these things it's going to take a lot of time for you to really build this practice for you to trust yourself for you to listen to your body for your body to be sending you those signals and then again for you to be trusting them so this mindfulness practice especially before your meal times is really going to help but bonus on top of that I started also really diving into my faith, my spirituality, my, self de- my personal development, my mindfulness when I was like, okay, we're healing this thing once and for all. So I had that practice as well that I, again, every single day I would do something for deepening my relationship with self. And I do think that that is very important as well. Um, but definitely, again, before meal times, and know to This is something, as I said, I started this like four years ago, is when I really started my healing journey. And I would say just about a year ago. So it took like three years. So that's also what I want to say. Give yourself so much grace, which was one of my last ones here, but I'm going to say it now. Give yourself so much grace with this process. It's not a one and done in a week, right? This is going to take some time, some relearning, but know that it's possible for you. And I'm going to share some ways to, um, fast track this for you if you're interested in that which i know you probably are (laughs) because i definitely would have been um correct your language about yourself and, and food so this is one of those hacks you guys we hear it a lot but just let me really make sure we're hearing this you are your thoughts so if you are continuing to think that you have a bad relationship with food that you can't be controlled around food that food is bad that food makes you fat that you are fat all of these types of negative comments towards yourself and your body if you're continuing to think those even if you're you know trying to eat different foods and not be as restrictive but every time you eat that food that's a little bit not as healthier whatever it is wherever the food is that brings you up some guilt or shame and you feel guilty for doing that or you have that underlying feeling of oh my god this food's gonna make me fat whatever it is you're not gonna get out of it you're gonna be stuck in this cycle right and this is where something this is the first thing that can really fast track this is subconscious reprogramming and this was my biggest eye opener to, to this is when I was getting this, this done or my coach for business was also a subconscious reprogramming coach, like an NLP, a neuro linguistic, um, uh, programming, uh, therapist. And she did subconscious reprogramming reprogram- on me, did some t- what we call time technique and it changed my life (laughs) and this is why i went back and got certified in this and now it's something that i offer to my clients one-on-one and we have some exciting group things coming for it too because of the power that it has and this is why because if we're having this language about ourselves kind of running subconsciously under this under the under the scenes and us not really aware of it we're gonna stay stuck, right? We're gonna stay stuck in this poor relationship with food. When we can tap into the subconscious and we can rewire some of these thoughts and these programs, understand where the root is coming from, we're able to get that release. And that's when we're able to start rebuilding a healthy relationship with self. So that's why I think that sequentious reprogramming is so, so powerful. And if you are someone who is struggling with a relationship with food, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, yep, that's me, that's me, that's me, I am running a free food freedom masterclass next Tuesday. I'm going to drop it in the bio. It's the 27th of February at 6 PM. Totally free, you guys. I'm going to be breaking down the steps to get to the place of food freedom, as well as we're going to be doing some subconscious reprogramming. So it's going to be an amazing masterclass. I can't wait to run it. If this stuff resonates with you, highly recommend you come check it out. So the next one is is practicing gratitude. So this kind of goes into the mindfulness a bit. This can be a practice you do before each meal and this is something I've been doing on my Instagram now you guys I've been putting positive affirmation positive meal affirmations on my Instagram so if you want some resources you can go over there check it out save it and then just pull it up and repeat it to yourself before your meals so practicing gratitude again can put us in that positive state it can put us in a parasympathetic state which is going to help us digest our food which is going to help us be present with our food and also it can shift our perspective right i was talking a lot about that in the last one shifting your perspective stop being the victim getting into the driver's seat knowing that you're the creator of your life and what life do you want to create do you want to create a life where you're afraid of food or you feel guilt and shame where you know food makes you feel this way or do you want to have kind of a either a healthy relationship with food or even a relationship with food that it just doesn't have that impact that pull over you then this can be huge because when we sit down for a food and we just be like wow I'm so grateful that I have food right so many of the population unfortunately don't have access to food and not just like healthy food but food in general right so just our ability to have any type of food we can show gratitude for that right so just shifting that bit of perspective being grateful for the food that's in front of you grateful for your body's ability to eat it right that you have a healthy body that can help so much with shifting your perspective around food and this can again this is going to lower all of those negative feelings and thoughts around food and help put you in a positive state around the food which is also going to benefit your digestion and then start eating intuitively. So I put an asterisk around this when I wrote down my notes because this can feel so abstract, right? When we say eating intuitively and I know this was a term that I actually don't, I still don't use, I still don't really use it. I just wanted to say intuitive because that's a term that we hear more but I put the asterisk because I want to expand on this for you guys. I have never resonated with intuitive because here's the thing, when you are someone like me or have a similar story to me, which unfortunately so many girls, that are in their 20s or 30s now have had a messed up relationship with food. I don't know, obviously, what the next generation is going to be like. I know for personally, like the women in my mom's generation, they also do. But again, there's less like awareness around it. And it's kind of, again, just more swept under the rug. But our generation is a generation that's really bringing this to the awareness and processing and working through it and building ourselves back up but unfortunately i know so many of us have struggled with this from an early age of a disordered relationship with food of us not listening to our hunger hormones so when we're told to eat intuitive we have years and years and years of a relationship with food where we were completely cut off from our intuition and not only that around our food but also just around are ourselves. Right? and our, our, and our trusting our ourselves and our thoughts and our feelings. From a very young age, most of us were taught to not actually disconnect from our intuition, which is so sad because intuition is like our superpower as women. But especially around food and when we're told to eat intuitively, when maybe since a young age as a child, we've been cut off from our intuition, told not to trust our gut. And then also, if we've also dealt with an eating disorder, Disorder, disordered eating, restrictive eating. If we've watched, you know, tabloids and social media and been on these diets of like, don't eat carbs, don't eat fat, don't eat this or that, how are we supposed to tomorrow just start eating intuitively, right? Now, of course, like eating and in, like intuitive eating. If you've read books around that, articles around that, I know there's a system that, like, in you know, a place that helps you get to that place. And a lot of the stuff I mentioned is helping you get to that intuitive place but what i'm what i'm saying when i say intuitive is start like start kind of playing like testing yourself in the sense of like eating a food that you may not have eaten normally before like it could be bread right any types of carbs sweets um chips packaged foods right like foods that you still have a bit of fear shame guilt ick around start like start playing around with it. And again, listening to what comes up, because if we're not putting ourselves in that environment where we're getting triggered, then again, we, we're we not going to be able to find the underlying causes. So start playing with your intuition in the sense of like, oh, I feel like eating potato chips. Then if I go to eat them, does my, you know, does my ego, does my, you know, does that part of me say, oh God, no, you can't have them. These aren't good for you. Right, what kind of things come up with you in that? And then start listening to that, writing those notes down and understanding okay, what triggers are coming up? What do I actually crave in this moment? Right. And allowing yourself to eat to that fullness level. Now, this isn't won't be perfect, right? You'll have times where you overeat, you'll have times where you do undereat, where you shame yourself for it there is going to be trial and error with this because again, you're learning something new. If we learn anything new, we're going to fall on our face, right? If we start to practice a new sport, we're not going to be You know, an NBA star the first day out of trying to shoot a basketball, right? The same thing with this. You're not going to have a healthy relationship with food the first day you do it. You're going to have stumbles. You're going to have falls. You're going to have a lot of lessons to learn, but it's going to make you stronger, right? So again, that's why the, excuse me, that's why the mindfulness practices are so important is because this can help really center you and know to trust yourself right like really trust your intuition and know that it's okay to not be perfect right you're not going to be perfect with this out of the gate but we kind of do need to see we do, do need to practice right we need to practice in order for us to make progress so that's what i mean with and start intuitive eating and then give yourself so much grace. I mentioned that again, though, like I'll reiterate, give yourself so much grace in this process. You guys, there has been so many times where I like going through this process of eating my like overeating, eating to a place of uncomfortableness and. Um, but i haven't had that in over a year you guys and i'm not kidding when i say i do not hold back from eating things now i am gluten intolerant i don't eat gluten that is not because i'm afraid of gluten in the sense that i think it's gonna make me fat or i have any shame or guilt around eating that i just don't want to disrupt my digestion i have finally very healthy digestion i have no interest in inflaming my digestive tract on a daily or weekly basis so i don't eat it i also do not eat much processed or refined sugar do i have a fear around it a hundred percent no i will have a you know i just had a bag of mini eggs the other day i'll have a bite of snickers i'll have potato chips they were here the other day But if I eat a lot of that, does it make me feel like garbage? Absolutely. And that's being intuitive. That's understanding what my body likes and what it doesn't, right? So that's fine. It doesn't mean like for you to be an intuitive and have a completely healthy relationship with food doesn't mean that that you have to eat garbage, right? Like I think that's really important. Um, But it also means if you want a Mars bar, eat it right? And it doesn't have to be a huge thing. Um, So again, that's my perspective on it, but understand that it does take time. You do have to find a lot of grace with yourself during this process, but it will get there. And then one day you'll be like, holy shit, I have a a healed, healthy relationship with food and I never knew life could be so good. Um, And then finally, you guys, hire someone to help you if you can, if you have the resources to do so, and if you've been struggling for multiple years don't wait like again if you have the resources for hire someone to help you um there's lots of different therapists out there nutrition coaches i like to think i'm a pretty good person for the job you can dm me we can have a chat see if we are a good fit um and i as i said i have the free masterclass next tuesday which is a great free resource for you as well as a really low ticketed group program coming which we're going to be doing a lot of the subconscious reprogramming so Um, if money is more of an issue for you, I do have some great options for you, but definitely get help. But even if again, it can't be paid, like definitely reach out to people that are close to you in your circle. If you're struggling and just make this part of the conversation, I promise one most people won't know even if you're like oh everyone kind of knows and two everyone who again if they're close to you and they love you is going to be so respect- receptive it, re- respectful and just want to help in any way they can thank you so much for listening i hope this is a helpful episode for you guys if you do have any comments or um, wanting to rate and review i would really appreciate that you can always drop that down below And otherwise, I will catch you next week, you guys.